daily dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here back for another massive episode after what has been a massive week, as I say, week in and week out, both on and off the court. We're going to look at today some of the uh, some of the players that are flying under the radar. Now, the league is dominated by stars. We say it constantly. The LeBrons, the Giannis's, the KDs of the world occupy the majority of the, the news headlines. Yet I thought this would be a nice opportunity just to shed a light on some of the unsung heroes within the league from both the Eastern and Western Conference. So looking forward to getting into that momentarily. Before we do so, though, a big shout out to both Stadium Scene and The Cover. Thrilled to continue to be a part of those two networks, helping showcase my work here at The Daily Dribble, as well as a whole host of other content creators around Australia, New Zealand, the US and Canada. So very, very appreciative for all their continued hard work and support. Before we get into some quick odds and ends, though, guys, just want to make note, continue to stay up to date with all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok to get all the latest news from both the NBA and the NBL, as well as subscribing wherever you listen to the show. If you're listening to this one on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, subscribe there. If you're a YouTube watcher and you get to look at this mug for the next half an hour or so, then hit that subscribe button. It really does mean a lot. Okay, let's get into it. Let's not stand on ceremony any longer. Starting first and foremost with the news surrounding Zach Levine. Now, NBA teams are assessing the availability of Zach Levine. There's an increased openness from both Levine and the Bulls that he could be on the move. Now, this would result in what would you in what you would assume would be a complete rebuild for the Bulls. DeMar DeRozan would likely be shipped out, and it would really be starting from the from the ground up once again. NBA analyst Kevin O'Connor likes the Lakers, Warriors, Sixers, and Heat as a potential destination for Levine. I'd love to hear from you guys. What do you think? Where would you like to see Levine end up? Out of those, I think probably the Heat makes the most sense. Um, possibly offload hero, maybe just with Jimmy starting to age a little bit, have one more legitimate crack with this kind of iteration of the squad. Um, you know, Butler getting older, Lowry getting older. Their depth isn't that great. And I think if you bring in a star the caliber of Zach Levine with the work ethic and the pieces they currently have there, they could certainly turn some heads. We saw them do it last year, making the NBA Finals, much to the absolute just disbelief of, I think, every NBA fan out there. Who's to say they couldn't do it again? Levine is a quality player, and I think if he's in the right environment with a Butler, with a Bam, with a Lowry, I could see it working. The other teams that he mentioned, the Warriors, Sixers, Lakers, Seen different packages for all three of them. There's some merit to it. Um, As a Lakers fan, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Levine. From all reports, the mock one I saw, I think it was Levine and Caruso coming to the Lakers, a little uh, reunion there, and offloading D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, and might have been Vanderbilt. I can't quite remember the third piece there, but nevertheless, it would be. I think it actually, sorry, it was Reeves, forgive me. But that would be quite a big trade. Certainly increases the uh, the upside for the Lakers, I think. For as good as D'Angelo Russell has been this season, Zach Levine's he's a different he's a different animal. Um, but watch this space. I'm certainly eagerly awaiting to see what happens with this one. I think our Bulls fans out there, you know, <laughs> Caleb, mate, um, it's going to be a long way back for you guys if you if you do go ahead with this with this move, losing Levine. As I said, probably a catalyst for losing DeRozan as well. You are starting from the very, very bottom, my friend. So we say it time in and time out. If Roy, Roy, my main man, Roy's listening, we hate mediocrity. 
And that's kind of where the bulls are at the moment. So by doing this, at least you're committing to go one way or the other. Pushing ahead. Ben Simmons has been diagnosed with nerve irritation on his lower left side of his body and will therefore miss quite some extensive time. This is disappointing as I think he looked somewhat more settled in his time with the Nets since the start of the season. But this really does just continue what's been an extremely disappointing last couple of years, both with on-court performances as well as the injury struggles. Now, for me, until he actually delivers and delivers consistently, I've started to lose the majority of my faith in him. And that pains me to say, as a fellow Australian, I want to back him to the nth degree. But I tell you what, it's very, very hard. It is very, very hard. Um, Just time in and time out, whether it's the actual performances on court struggling or or the injuries as well. The bloke can't buy a trick part part of his own, you know, course. Um, We saw his time, his layoff the last couple of seasons. But this year, injuries have just befallen him once again. I'm certainly like we've seen what he can do when he's fit and healthy. He's one of the premier point guards within the league, despite his scoring woes, despite his lack of shooting ability. His passing, his IQ on court is up there with the top, top, top players of the game. So I would certainly love to see him back fit and healthy. Hopefully, this isn't too long of a layoff. Uh, But Ben, we just want to see you on the court, mate. We just want to see you in the court getting some high-quality reps and then hopefully transitioning into a role with the Boomers. And pigs will also fly tomorrow, the way things are going. Other engineers, Jay Crowder will undergo surgery for a left adductor and abdominal tear. He's going to be sidelined for approximately eight weeks now, which is a big blow to the Bucks, especially given their lackluster start to the season. Again, the season's still young. You're ironing out pieces, bringing in a player of Dame's level is no easy feat. And I've said that a couple of times since the start of the season. But you want to start to actually see some improvements, I think, for this team. We've now had a big enough sample size that there's now becoming a little bit more weight to what we're seeing. Just on the defensive end, the offensive end will take care of itself. With the players you've got, the shoot, if shooting issue with Dame, Giannis will find his touch. No worries whatsoever. But on the defensive end of things, they really need to, to level up, essentially, because it's just not good enough. It's not an accurate representation of what what should be a championship team. If they can't lock down on that end, they are not going to be in the picture. Kelly Oubre, now this was the back end of last week. He sustained broken ribs and an assortment of bruises and cuts after being struck by a car in Philadelphia. Now, fortunately, should I say, he avoided serious injury, but will miss quite a bit of time. Big, big blow there for Philly. He's had a tremendous start to the season, averaging 16 points, five rebounds on 50% from the field. I think he's going to be a key, key cog for them moving forward. You know, we've seen what Embiid's doing as the league guy now, Maxi coming into the fold. Oubre's going to have a role to play, and he's doing it really, really well so far. So he's hoping for Philly fans out there, it's a very quick return to on-court action. Again, the injuries just keep on coming at the moment. Bradley Beal, he's set to be re-evaluated in three weeks with a lower back strain. Been an injury-plagued start to the season for him and for the Suns as a whole. I I would be very, very wary if I was other teams out there of what the Suns will do when they're fit and healthy. Now, I watched their game versus the Jazz yesterday. What a ridiculous offensive performance from both teams. There was not... I don't know if it was there wasn't a lick of defense played or if the offense was just that good. But watching what the Suns do, when they get Bill into the fold fit and healthy, having three guys that can get you a bucket at any moment 
That is a scary, scary, scary proposition for any team within the league. KD looks dialed in. Booker had a, a career high, I think it was 15 he finished on, 15 assists yesterday, so embracing that point guard role at the moment. If Bill comes in and looks anything like his former self, they're going to be right there once again. They've started slow. They've started the season a little bit slow, but with the talent they've got, I have no doubt in my mind that they will be in and around the mark come season's end. A team which did make it to season's end last year, the Denver Nuggets. There's, they've extended championship-winning head coach Mike Malone and very deservedly so, with the deal, it'll now make him one of the league's highest paid coaches, and thus has just kind of secured their future for the next couple of years. They've got the coach set. Their core is well and truly set with Jokic, Gordon, Porter, and Jamal Murray. They are going to be a real, real handful for the next couple of seasons. And, um, you know, I love what they're doing. I love the way they play. They went down to the uh, Pelicans yesterday. But their season, they look well on track to once again possibly go back to back. So very, very nice to see Malone there get extended, as I said, deservedly so. Former Nuggets player, Bones Highland, has fallen out of the LA Clippers rotation, according to head coach Ty Lue. Ty Lue said it's unfortunate because Highland had been playing well, but they wanted to stay away from that extra small bench group. Now, other news for the Clippers during the week, they also, Russell Westbrook came out and said he wants to play off the bench now. Trey Man comes into the start. Terrence Man, sorry, should I say, comes into the starting lineup. But it's um, it's interesting because he's he's every, he's played well this season. Twelve points, three assists off the bench. There, I just feel like this won't be too long a stint out in the cold for him, given their dwindling depth since the James Harden trade. I wouldn't be surprised to see an injury or two come into place, and Bones will be right back there in the action. And he, I think he certainly deserves a spot. Um, as I said, twelve points, three assists off the bench. Nothing to sneeze at there. Certainly deserves an opportunity. We saw how good he could potentially be in his stint with the Nuggets before moving over to the Clippers. It's just a guy who's young who just needs reps under his belt, and it's unfortunate that he's not going to get them at the minute with this Clippers team. Guys, that recaps all the major news from the NBA for another week. Let's push ahead. Daily dribble. Okay, as I said at the top of the show, just wanted to shine a little bit of light on some of the hidden gems within the league. These are players you might not have suspected, should I say, might not have suspected would be big contributors on their respective teams, but are stepping up in a big way. Now, I've got four players here. We'll start first and foremost with Obi Toppin. The Pacers currently hold a record of 7-4, and four, continue to build on that good work they did last season. They were one of the teams I was most high on. Um, they fell off in the back end of the season. That was to be expected. They shut it down, no worries whatsoever. Halliburton and Turner in the last probably 12 to 18 months have been the big dogs. They've been the big dogs of the team. They command the bulk of the media attention, and rightly so. They've been incredible, both of them in their own right. There's a lot of other smaller contributors around them. An off-season acquisition from the Knicks, Obi Toppin, I think, has been one of the best ones. He's averaging 11 points, 3.5 rebounds, and he's going 62% from the field this year. After being a bit of a bench player throughout the majority of his first three seasons within the league, he started 11 out of 11 games so far for the Pacers. I I love the way he goes about it. He plays with a real effort, a real intensity, and a pace that gels extremely well with this Pacers team. They're a run-and-gun team. They love offense, defense. Not so much, but that's okay. That's the way the NBA is headed at the moment. But with that effort and that energy he has, and might I just say the hops he brings as well, 
He just gels perfectly with that starting lineup. I think, to be honest, from what I've seen so far, he could be argued as one of the more underrated signings in the offseason. And I think he's going to continue to grow and establish himself within the league. 25 years of age now, still hasn't reached his prime. And I think he's just going to coincide with the growth of this Pacers team. Look at what they're doing there. Again, I kind of speak about them quite a bit as a team poised for a big next five to ten years. Halliburton, that week in and week out, he's probably one of my favourite players outside of the Lakers players at the moment within the league. And with him, Turner, some of the other young guns, Matherin they've got, Toppin now in place as well, Naismith, Nemhart. They're going to be a real, real handful for the next couple of years. And uh, I can't wait to see it because I love the way they play. It is, they're probably up there, them and the Kings, even the Thunder now as of late, probably the three most exciting teams to watch within the league. Um, so great stuff there. Great stuff for Obi Toppin. Very, very happy to see him getting more opportunity, more time to assert himself. And we're just seeing what he can do now. So hopefully that continues. Speaking of the aforementioned Thunder, my second player is Jalen Williams. Likewise, the Thunder have had a tremendous start to the season, going eight and four to kick things off. Shit, SGA, Josh Giddy, again, similar to what I said about Halliburton and Turner. Shit, SGA and Giddy command the bulk of the news headlines there in OKC. And again, rightly so. Um, SGA is a gun in his own right. Giddy has had a phenomenal last 12 months. And Shet, yeah, coming in after a big layoff, all the hype surrounding him, and rightly so, those three are kind of dominating the bulk of bulk of the news, news circle around OKC. Yet Williams in his second year, I think, has been outstanding in his own right. He had a fantastic rookie season, has continued to build upon that, going at 17.2 points, four rebounds, and three and a half assists per game this season so far. What I love as well is how effectively he's doing that. How efficiently, should I say, effectively and efficiently he's doing that. He's going 52% from the field, 39% from three, and 86.5% from the stripe there. He's a guy that doesn't need that many touches. He doesn't need to be constantly involved in the offense, but he just ensure the offense continues to tick over when Shea's struggling or when the offense is just broken down a little bit. He's a guy who can get you a bucket, and that is such a luxury. Again, another team, as like I mentioned with the Pacers, you've seen a common theme. They're going to be a real serious problem over the next decade, probably two decades with the vast array of draft assets they have at their disposable. Um, I think Williams is going to be a huge part of that. I think he's going to be a huge part of their plans moving forward. Their core, their young, like they are so young. They're all in sync together. They're not only competing at the moment, but as they all continue to grow, mature and develop, very, very scary times. And that's such a – they're having their cake and eating it too. We've spoken about teams who have vast amounts of draft assets, but they traded them away for that win-now player. It's very, very hard to juggle keeping a huge amount of draft assets and having a team that, comp- that can compete now. And they're executing it to a T at the moment. I'd be very, very, very surprised to not see them make the playoffs the way things are going thus far. Um and they can still make moves if they want to. But the way things are going, I don't know if they'll want to. I think they'll just let things naturally progress, continue to build on the assets they've got, and just keep swinging for the, keep swinging for the fence with the, with the players they've got. I'll push ahead to my third player there, heading back out to the Western Conference, Malik Monk from the Sacramento Kings. 
Now, what makes the Kings so fun to watch is their offensive-minded approach to the game. And that goes well beyond just their starting five. Malik Monk is a serial cooker and probably could be argued for one of the favourites for sixth man of the year at this early stage. He's a flamethrower off the bench. He's dropping 14 points, three rebounds, five and a half assists per game on 39.5% shooting from three. No better evidence of his value to this team was yesterday in their win over the Spurs, 129 to 120. Monk had 20 points, four rebounds, eight assists, and went six of nine from three, was plus 13 in his time on the court there. Now, what a luxury to have a player of that caliber coming off your bench. Seeing him drop eight assists yesterday was something, you know, I know he could facilitate to a certain extent, but I didn't know he was that level of playmaker. Um, I think he was pretty much the reason they won it. Zach Collins was having himself a night, and it looked as if the Spurs could clutch up there. But um, alongside Fox, him and Monk went bananas and, and really dragged them to victory. So currently has them sitting seven and four. As I said, with De'Aaron Fox returning just over the last couple of days, I expect the wins to continue to pile up for this team. And as I said, to watch, they are probably the big box office attraction. Maybe not so much in household name players, but the style in which they go at it is just must-watch TV. Fourth and finally, Tobias Harris. He's long been a player that I've thought failed to live up to expectations. Well, maybe not expectations. He's failed to live up to the contract he's getting paid. Yet this season, he has been fantastic. Now James Harden's left, he looks really comfortable playing that third role behind Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey there in the two. Playing the third string star, he's averaged 20 and a half points, seven rebounds, three assists, and has just looked dynamite. He's doing it on 57% from the field, 39.5% from three, and 89% from the charity stripe. His last five games, he's had scores of 24, 18, 22, 16, and 29. What I love about it is the consistency. That has long often been a part of the bane of his existence, consistently performing at a high level. He's kind of been a consistent, mediocre performer. But I think now with the way this team's currently poised, he could be a real breakout star for them. And he should be. He's getting paid $39.2 million this season. I don't think he's ever going to live up to that price tag. But if he continues the way he is, Philly will be a lot, lot better for it and will certainly give them a chance to win the chip. Since James Harden's departure, I think they've been electric. Embiid's looking once again like his MVP self. Tyrese Maxey's elevated into a superstar player and is only continuing to get better. Once Oubre comes back from injury, with Tobias Harris performing the way he is, De'Anthony Melton there being able to do it on both ends of the floor, could this be the year? Could this be the year? I don't want to jinx it because, again, the amount of times I've put stock into Philly and I've been continually let down is baffling. I'm just a sucker for pain, apparently. Um, so I'm not going to jump aboard the hype train just yet. But very excited by what I'm seeing so far. Um, it's a pretty stacked Eastern Conference. The Bucks, Celtics dominating the waves there. Who knows what the heat could conjure? The paces are also looking potent. The Cavs will be in and around the mix. The Knicks climbing their way up off the back of some increased, improved Randall performances. There's a lot of talent there. So it's very, very hard to put stock into one team at this stage. But if they can continue to put wins on the board, if 
Embiid can continue to play like the way he is, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. Well, I was about to say why they could. They shouldn't make a deep run. They've got to really go for it this year because, as I've said, continually disappointed me and 76ers fans out there the last couple of seasons. So here's hoping this can be the one that gets them over the hump. Guys, there you have it. Their recaps, four players who are flying under the radar for me at the moment. Obi Toppin, Malik Monk, Tobias Harris, and Jalen Williams. I'd love to hear from you guys out there what you thought. Did I get these right? Did I get them wrong? Who would you have added to this list? So hit me up on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. I love engaging with all of you, so keep it coming. Had a lot of really exciting discussions surrounding everything bowl over the last couple of weeks. So keep them coming, guys. I love it. Anytime. I I love talking hoops. I love talking it with the fans out there. So very, very appreciative. Keep it coming. Guys, there recaps another show for the week. Very appreciative of all the continued support. I'm certainly excited for what's going to be another big week on court. Um, Things are heating up. We're now getting the pitches becoming a little bit clearer of where everyone stands. The early season hype surrounding some of these teams. Some of them are dropping off. Some are continuing to run with it. We're now getting a better understanding of where the lay of the land, and I'm loving it so far. Probably the most excited I've been for an NBA season just because of how open it is across both conferences at the moment. So here's hoping for another fantastic week. Guys, enjoy everything the NBA and the NBL has to offer. I'll be sure to keep you updated with all the latest news from both. Until next week, take care, guys. See ya.